the 911 Calls Podcast with the operator and his senior assistant, Jack Luna. Sir, are you on the line? Yes, I'm here. I'm here. I need someone to hurry up. My, I'm losing feeling in my leg. I need someone to hurry up. Oh, hi. I'm not going to look. Oh, hi. Hey, man. Uh, <laughs> hi, Linda. How you doing? Good. Good. I was just saying, I'm not going to look at your question. You said you had sports questions for me. I'm, not, I'm trying not to look at the screen here. Okay. Well, don't, at, don't look at the screen, and I'll ask you some questions. Okay. Hey, Luna. Hey. Hey. Who was the first string quarterback for the 2008 Ravens? I feel like you've asked me this exact question before. I d- Wait a minute. <clears throat> I don't know. Joe Flacco? Probably Joe Flacco. I think Joe Let's, Flacco became their quarterback in 2008. I think so. Uh, oh. 2008 Ravens. Are you just looking it up now? You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know this, Steph. <laughs> Was this just supposed to be? Oh, I'm taking it all seriously. Let's see here. <clears throat> I don't even know how to look it up. Just first two, two, oh, here, here we go. Here we go. Uh, yeah. First round. Yeah. Joe Flacco. QB okay, is that quarterback? Yeah. QB, yes. terrible quarterback too. They they re-signed him at some point for like a massive deal. I couldn't believe they did it. I stopped being a Ravens fan at that time. I'm like, you freaking gave this guy that bag. It was like a hundred million, hundred sixty million dollars or something stupid. Hundred twenty, I don't know. And I knew he wasn't a good quarterback. He's a bum. But he won him a couple of Super Bowls because of their defense. Do you know? Do you know what college he went to? Uh, no, Delaware. <laughs> I don't know why anyone would know that. All right. I, this is not on the list, but since I've got the Wikipedia up here. Okay. 2008 ru- uh, running back for the Ravens was who? Ray Rice? Yeah. yeah. Wow, you're good at this. Yeah. Okay. Back to my questions. He beat his girlfriend up, remember? And remember the guy that, oh. that smashed his girlfriend in the in the elevator? That was him. That's him. Yeah. Oh, no. Is he still playing? No, no, he wasn't allowed to play after that. I wouldn't let him. Wrong decade, Ray. Maybe in the seventies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I watched Sean Connery in a video I watched yesterday. Uh, completely, a hundred percent confident. Uh, explain and justify why he thinks smacking a woman is okay from time to time. Yeah, that's awesome. That was crazy. He did. He it was. He was on an interview with Barbara Walters, and he's like, "No, I, I think it's fine." And he explained the whole thing, and I was like, even after his explanation, I was like, "I don't think that's still good enough to justify it." <laughs> what do you remember? What the gist was? Like, what were a few like oh, points? Do you yeah. know any points where you were kind of like, "Okay, I see where he kind of." He, he said, uh, "Yeah," he said, "Because women sometimes, you know." He says to to Barbara to Walters, Barbara. you know, uh, don't know how to let it go. <sighs> and he said, so you'll be deferential. You'll give them, you'll concede a point or something. But then they still won't let it go. Uh-huh. And he said, he's like, at that point, I feel like <laughs> like it's <laughs> justifiable F- oh. to smack a woman. And I'm like, wow. No. <laughs> Jeez, no. You know, you know, though, it's funny you picked that one because 
for a moment there, for a split second, my like, uh, I don't know, some ancient DNA in me was like, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> I, I will tell, I, oh man. Now I've seen guys like, uh, there's a video on the internet uh, where it's like at a party and this girl who, who you can tell through her personality and also her words, she feels like she's able to go toe to toe with this guy right. at this party and she's arguing with him. And so she, she smacks it. She punches him. Oh no. And he just punches her right back, like push, punches her into the garage under the mm. floor and she instantly was was like, "What? I can't believe I did." You know. So yeah. I'm conflicted when somebody like I, I at at some point I would like I would think I would love to be able to say we can just erase gender and say, "Hey, if you're willing to throw down, right, you should you should know what could be coming your way." But I, I it's we can't do that because in our society, um. There are a lot of, I believe there's a lot of, of people on the female side who are like, no, I can throw down and you're right. never allowed to. And they kind of live their life that way, which I think is a maybe a dangerous precedence to set you're, because there's a lot of crazy stands out there. You're right. You know, the, the greatest thing about the gender barriers kind of coming down is that we're going to be able to hit women again. Right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I don't think... I don't think we're ever going to get to that. Well, I was just about to say the other day I was watching MMA mm -hmm. and one, I don't know if you remember like when women first started being on like the UFC, but I do. when they first started, it, it really wasn't that interesting. Like no. the first couple, couple UFC, uh, episodes, you know, uh, whatever you call them, pay-per-views sure. where they had women, it really wasn't very interesting. And then suddenly, I don't know what changed. Ronda uh, Rousey is what changed. I yeah, think. Ronda Rousey. you're right. She, she came out of swinging and, mm -hmm. and it like bred a whole new breed of female fighters. Yeah. And I wondered... I mean, I think I think he, Dana White's even been asked before, and I think he said never. He, uh, but he also um, said he'd never have women fighting on that's UFC. Right. But Until Ronda Rousey, man. Ronda Rousey was just such a draw. Yeah. And I think he's also been asked, would you ever have a fight between a man and a woman? Mm -hmm. And I think he says, no, never. And no. he might not ever, but... I don't know. You got to believe that there's some league somewhere where some woman's willing to step up and, you know, you know how it can happen, man, is if they did pure grappling, if they took out the punches, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'd watch it. I'd watch the jujitsu, you know, just anything just, but elbow, no ground and pound, no punches and just flat out wrestling. Maybe kicks. I wouldn't see it. Oh, something about a man, something about a kick doesn't just doesn't seem as violent. It seems like more like um, athletic. Although it's just as devastating. Oh, it's uh, your your legs are seven times more powerful than your arms. So there's that. <laughs> but just the, is, doesn't it seem much more aggressive when you see a, a person punching yes. another person in the face than someone from a bit of a distance landing uh, like a wheel kick or something? Totally. The optics of a man punching anyone versus yeah. them kicking. It, kicking seems like maybe more of an art form. Like... Like it's harder to do. It's harder to sneak in a giant portion of your body into the 
facial region of another person without them seeing it coming. You know what I have? Yeah. What I'm what I'm picturing right now is uh, Anderson Silva doing that front kick that knocked out Vitor Belfort the one time, kicked him right yes. in the jaw. Right, the first right. time that kind With of worked. Heel doing that well, to Amanda Nunes, and if I and if I could <laughs> handle that, and you know what, this doesn't look good. No. No, it doesn't. Also, I think that would be the quietest audience ever if the oh. if if a man started winning that fight, <laughs> I, that audience wouldn't know what to do. I don't. I don't think they could cheer. You know, socially, I don't think that's. I what just. About- I'm glad to say, mm-hmm. very similar to our our um, uncut conversation from the last episode, that there are still are barriers in our society, and one of those barriers is that that men shouldn't fight it's not socially acceptable for men to fight women pretty much period end of discussion still i I got one more one more thing to throw in here for you before we move on yeah what what if it was different weight classes like you know henry cejudo triple c so he he weighs i don't know like 100 he looks like he weighs 80 pounds he's really small right but what if he fought like a man in Nunes? So yeah. she's, I don't know what she is, but she's much bigger than him. Um, it would look like she's picking on him a little bit. You know what? You know what, man? Bad taste. I don't like it. Men yeah. probably shouldn't fight women in the UFC, so. It, it's just hard. I mean, if, if there, are, there are a couple women where they, they, have, they have proven the, their mettle, and you know that they would, they would hold their own. Uh, yeah. And, but I don't think I don't think opening that win. And there's also uh, there are a couple of women. There's one that's not in the UFC. She's from Brazil, and she's the size of the Empire State Building. I've Do you know what her. I'm talking about? I don't she's know her a, name. She's huge and yeah. l- like scary. Um, yeah, I know. And, like, I, know I can see about. her fighting in some weird like league. The, all the weird leagues that where they might let that happen are like the ones from like Japan and stuff. So maybe you're right. We don't need it. I we think don't. that just having women's divisions and men's divisions is fine. How did we start this whole conversation on Ray Rice knocking his girlfriend out in an elevator? Yeah, that's what it was. And then we kind of, I think we went from there. I've got one more question for sure. you. please. Uh, let's see if you can answer this one. Who was the first round draft pick for the Vietnam War? <laughs> <laughs> Elvis Presley. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't actually, I couldn't find that answer. Um, the closest I could get was like some lottery balls that a senator pulled out from to pick the numbers. There is still, though, there is a whole list of birthdays where you can go through and see where your draft number would have been. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Mine was 18. So probably would have. I think the highest number that it got to was 183. I believe was the highest number that the draft pick got to. Yours was eighteen. Mine was eighteen. Yeah, oh. it, was, it was really weird. So if you go through the like the the days of the month in September, for example, mm-hmm. each day had a different uh, a different uh, ranking as far as like it wasn't like the first was one, the second right, right. was two. It was like the first would be three eighteen, and then the second would be sixty seven. It was really I don't know if it was random or what. Man. But each month had a different number. So, like, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know if, like, just because today's number was in the hundreds, tomorrow's number might be in the tens. So it was... It was Imagine what that also was like. Also, PTSD, just that. 
Just knowing that. <laughs> what, a, what a crazy, the world has changed over so many times in such a small span of time, too. I mean, I'm 40 now. I can remember being 10 years old, 30 years, you know, from the time when I was born in 1980 to back to 1950 is the amount of time from when I remember, you know. I remember yeah. in, 19, when, in the 80s thinking that the 50s was so far away. But man, time... It's not that long ago. It's not that long ago like a Joseph Stalin was was around no. or an Adolf Hitler. And, yeah. and I, anyways, I don't want to go off track entirely. You got something else you want to talk about here? We, we don't even have to go into the 1900s anymore to say 20 years ago. That's <laughs> how wanted. weird it is. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like, sorry, what I was going to say about that too, though, yeah. is like, imagine like being drafted yeah. <laughs> and having like that number. Like, what an incredible thing to come home from work to or if you're at school and your mom's like you got drafted you know you're oh my gosh you're gonna have to go (laughs) another thing i was i was seeing was um like when the green river killer was around gary ridgeway or Mm -hmm. back when the zodiac was uh you know out there killing people they would or when btk was out there as well they would use the television to try to communicate to these guys right yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's something I remember. Wa- I was watching it last night. There's a show on Netflix. I think it's called Catching Killers. It's really good. Mm. Um, they were doing Gary Ridgway, and it was showing them trying to reach out to the Green River Killer through the uh, television. I was like, man, they won't. They can't do that anymore. Like back then, everybody was watching the same channel. If you were in that city, you were watching the nightly news. We just don't do that anymore. No, we don't. So the cool. close, the closest you have would be like an amber alert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. But they don't have that for killers. No. So they don't, yeah, they don't have like a hotline where everybody's phone lights up and it's like Barry Wilson. We know what you've done. If you if you're reading this, turn yourself in. You know they don't have that. They should do that though. They should. That would be fun. I'd like a whole slew of those types of things, like uh, you know, like uh, uh, you're late for work. Uh, Amber Alert, where everybody gets it. It's like, if you know where Greg Jensen is, he's supposed to be at work at the tool and stamp company. Yeah, and a picture of him shows, so they can pay. They can pay to put that alert yeah. out, right? Like an yeah. advertisement on everybody's localized network yeah. around the area. Yeah. For for like a child going missing, that would actually really work. And they could post the picture of the child, the, the picture of the, that's probably the evolution of I know that's not what you were saying. It was a joke you were saying, but the evolution of the Amber Alert would be um, like a like a photo being sent to all the cell phones, like really pushing on them in that local area where she they just recently it. went missing. They, they, they already actually, do that? Yeah. Like um, just, this, just maybe was it last week or the week before, I got an Amber Alert for somebody in a county next to us. You click on uh-huh. the link and it, yeah, it's a full-blown picture of the, the kid and then the person that they believe Took who's him. apprehended them. And, and most of the time, I don't know, at least around here, it's always like a parent that's not supposed sure. to have them is like stealing them away or something. But wow. but yeah, they're, they're crazy. Oh, they kinda, I'm out of the loop. I mean, I, we have four-strong carriages walking past our house still, so I don't know what's going on in the world. <laughs> yeah. They also we still got have... SARS. We got SARS. You guys are worried about coronavirus or something like that, I heard? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we're actually on to a new one. I think there's a new variant called Omarosa that just came out. <laughs> Ugh, weird. All right. Anyway, um, so you were two for three on that uh, and on those questions. Um, mm-hmm. And I would like to give you a buy and give you the third question okay. because I couldn't find an answer for it. 
but I'm not going to. Okay. So uh, also, okay. So here's something interesting that I came across and I was really excited about to do this episode uh, with you because you are, you are sports head. You love, you love some sports. I do. I like gambling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that was interesting too. I, I remember talking to you at length and quizzing you about, cause you're a savant when it comes to, uh, NFL stuff. Um, and, uh, so I was over, I remember, I remember the night I was driving Sam 2.0, uh, to go camping with him and we were in the car and I kept asking you questions about like, I'd pick a year and try to come up with something that sounds like I know what I'm talking about, about football. And mm-hmm. you would know the answer. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the con- the conversation kind of came crashing to a halt when I was like, when do you find time to watch sports? And your answer was. I don't watch sports. Yeah, you don't watch, you don't watch sports. <laughs> and then instantly I was like, I don't understand how, how do you, what do you, what do you just absorb it during the night somehow? Or <laughs> I just look at stats. Stats. <clears throat> Study stats, man. Because it's a gambling thing, right? So you look at stats and then you you play based on the... Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of YouTube channels and things like that out there now. Daily fantasy sports is what I'm into. And then that leads to you having a better knowledge of what prop bets you can bet on or teams you can bet on. The world's gone crazy with gambling. I'm trying to get away from it. It takes up too much of my time for sure. Um, Have you won lately at all? Oh, my God. Do you want to hear about this? This is real quick, okay? Yeah. <clears throat> Monday night. Washington, the Redskins, or no, the Washington football team is playing, <laughs> um, God damn, uh, they're, uh, they're playing the Seahawks, Seattle Seahawks. So okay. anyways, I got this team, I got this fantasy team, and it's on DraftKings, and anybody knows DraftKings. So the top prize is $500,000. I took some funky players, because I'm trying to trying to get, get that money. Like, I'm trying to, I got multiple teams in, and one of my teams is way up. So there's two minutes left in the game. And there's this guy who is injured. His name is Logan Thomas. He's a tight end for the Washington Redskins. Their quarterback, Heineke, throws it to him. With two minutes left, I got both these guys. Hmm. And catches it, touchdown. Oh. This this whole referee situation, one of the refs was a woman. I don't know if it has anything to do with it. But they seem completely incompetent. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. I'm just joking. I'm joking. <laughs> through the entire thing, like through the entire game, like this, I do not trust this refing. I hope, I hope this situation somehow works in my favor. These, this is a bunch of clowns who are refing uh. this game. They're taking too long to to make the call. They're huddling too much. It's not a very fluid uh, refereeing situation. Anyways, he clearly catches the ball. In my opinion, there's not enough evidence to overturn this this call. He, touchdown. Okay. I see the amount of money I'm going to win go to $56,000, $56,800. What? On that touchdown for like two minutes until they start to review. They start to review it, and then my money no. disappears. And it goes to $70. And I'm like, oh, God, if this touchdown <laughs> isn't called a touchdown. And I know I, I'm really good at calling these things. Like, there's not enough evidence to overturn this as not being a touchdown. You can look it up. It was Washington Redskins, Logan Thomas, tight end. Uh, Logan Thomas, touchdown, Monday Night Football, whatever you, whatever. Yeah. They overturned it. No. So, anyways, that's my most recent. And and, and then Seattle goes back down the field. Some guy named Swain catches a touchdown, and, and it screws the whole, the whole betting situation up. I go from, like, winning $56,000. I, I, sweating that out to just sitting there with 40 bucks, man. And, and oh. I, I had a friend that I was able to message about it and he understood. And 
and oh, uh, we just terrible. we move on. You you learn how to lose. You learn how to take a take a beating. Like you learn how to take a hit. You learn how to like get over things quickly if you're a gambler the way that I've yeah. been. But I don't think it's necessarily a good thing. I don't gamble, but the reason is similar to why I don't drink or do smoke drugs or anything. <laughs> It's because I know I have an addictive personality and I would quickly go from like an experimenter to blow right past social usage to like doing it, you know, in the dark of the night. I <laughs> know shocking. I would. Oh, I, I know whatever, you know, and I know gambling would be the same thing. And and uh, true to form, I I went to Vegas one time on a business trip and I told myself, OK, 20 bucks. And I took 20 bucks and I went and and went uh, to the, what's the game where you play to 21? Blackjack. Blackjack, yeah. So I went and played Blackjack and I was actually up 240 bucks. I was up 240 bucks. And then I got overconfident and I lost it all. And I, wa- I just walked away. I was like, that's why, that, mm-hmm. mister, that is why you don't do it. And it's really my vices, being scared of my own vices is really the only thing I can co- confidently say in my life where I've ever listened to myself about ahead of ahead of erring and then having to learn from my mistakes. Um, I've been scared. I've been very scared of my own uh, inability to to, to what I know. To to, yeah. You're, you're, so you're just, smart. You're smart to have set that uh, for yourself. I, I don't have any of that. I, I win, I lose. I, I won a seventy five thousand dollars one time. Wow! On DFS, that That's was like amazing. five years ago. We just paid just paid off like my debt from gambling, and and it was it was nice to to win. But here's where I when I knew I was a like a legit degenerate gambler that there's a, something wrong with me. I won that money, and I told my girl, and I just handed gave it all to her. I'm like, put it where you need to put it, and. Uh, Shut up your ass for all I care. I just want to gamble more, you know? <laughs> like, give me right. five grand and I'll work with that. I didn't feel like I'd made it. I felt like, yeah. now what? Now what? Yeah, like it's not good. Like the bot that, like you didn't, you didn't. That's not what it was about. Right. It was about the, the endorphin, the, the high. It's about the, the high that I get. Yeah. That, you know, and that's a problem. So I'm working on it. I'm trying to get more into court TV. You can watch that on YouTube. Can you gamble um, on that? I wish you could. <laughs> you might be able to. <laughs> I'm, like I'm trying to get addicted to court TV because it has more to do with what I'm doing. This is all a distraction, a waste of time. I mean, ugh. we should start a league called Prison Kings <laughs> and where you can gamble on how you think the, the court proceeding is going. <laughs> Dude, they, Dude I, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited about what you just said. That's exciting. That is. And then, you know, we give five, five or so years to just beat society down to where they they feel like that's acceptable and then we open our own um our own coliseum where we have gladiators literally fighting people to the death i oh, think man. that's i want it's, that it's my two two-part business proposition for for Buddy. our future you're speaking my language yeah okay <laughs> uh i am amazed though by um like like fantasy football is what you're playing right there so yep. how professional some people get at being a fantasy football yeah. uh, player, right? Um, and there's a new thing that's happening. And and it, it was kind of, you know, there were factions of this, but now it's just kind of gotten its own name, just called eSports. 
Yeah, I so, played some of it. I played some of it for money too. But go ahead. Yeah, like electronic sports tournaments, like mm-hmm. um, and in there are, and I was actually kind of surprised to find that esports takes in everything from actual sports games, uh, video games, to not sports games, to like you know fantasy games like World of Warcraft or you know mm-hmm. Doom or. I don't know what else. Wolfenstein 3D. Is that still out <laughs> been there? Been out of the loop for a little while, huh? Oh. Oregon Trail, I think, is another <laughs> one that's really missed. Really hot. Uh, but anyway, so esports or electronic sports tournaments are set, actually, statistically, this is interesting. I thought they're set to overtake all but the NFL in viewership numbers by the end of this year. Wow. That's crazy to me. That is crazy. In 2018, 360 million people streamed the opening ceremonies for a game called League of Legends. Oh, this is all through Twitch probably, right? uh, A lot of it is, yeah. It's online streaming video viewership. So your live things like YouTube and Twitch and um, those types. Yeah. Um, League of Legends. Yeah, 360 million people watched the opening ceremonies, not even like the game yet or anything. They watched the opening ceremonies, which played out like a halftime show at a football game. There was literally a live band and fireworks, and they were like in a stadium. It was the craziest thing. thing where And then after that huge, huge fanfare, League of Legends is actually like where two teams of dorks get five characters to fight each other and <laughs> capture each other's bases. But that previous paragraph that I wrote the other day actually didn't age that well uh, because now dorks aren't even the only ones who play these massively popular games. Did you know, like Justin Bieber and Vin Diesel both <laughs> claim to play the game League of Legends. Not to mention Fred Durst plays League of Legends too in between wearing hats or whatever oh, fred durst does these days yeah behind blue eyes yeah three yeah. of the biggest dorks in the whole world man that's so funny good that job amazing good stuff but yeah so you know you don't even have to be a dork anymore to to <laughs> to one to play two to compete you can just do you know be not a dork and do these things yeah but this story isn't about just any old video game no the story of we're going to tell is about the granddaddy of all esports games, yay, verily, even the one from EA Sports, eponymously named Madden, the football sports video games video game. Mm-hmm. Still narrated by the man with the eternal milk bubble in his throat, John Madden. <laughs> not to be confused with John from the Bible, not to be confused with John from the Bible, not to be confused with John. From the Bible. Right. right. <laughs> there's a lot of Johns in the Bible. There's a lot of Johns in the Bible. Oh, is there? There's three of them. That's what you Oh, there's a, there's a lot. There's a lot of them. Don't even try counting them. Actually, first page of the Bible says that. It's like, don't don't even try counting all the Johns in the Bible. And then it's like, in the beginning. You know, the, the, Bible, the Bible loses me right off the bat with naming off all those people. Yeah. Well, in Genesis, right? They they talk about the creation and then they go right into this whole begat thing where it's like Jehoshaphat begat Jahab. <laughs> it's a, it's a rough Jahab, read. It's really rough. It's really rough. And uh, it makes sense from the standpoint that uh the, the more the more you look into like the older we get, the more family matters, you know? Sure. And the more I don't know, the more into religion 
you look, genealogy matters, like the connections between people and peoples and all that. Anyway, right. so I'm guessing I, I fall I, I literally, I could, that works better for me than Nyquil. Is the, oh man, those, that, those the beginning chapters. of the Bible? Oh my goodness! They could have but shored sure that up like midway once they got us into it. They should start <laughs> yeah. off with like the what's the what's the one where all the horrible stuff happens? Uh, the oh, you mean the Bible? <laughs> <laughs> the Bible proper? The whole the whole the whole book itself? Oh man, there's everything you could have. There's everything you could want in there. Did you know this? There was a whole town where the people in. <laughs> In the town were so evil that the only righteous guy and his wife and his two daughters were told to run away. So they ran away, but they were told not to look back. And in the Bible, it says that the wife looked back and she turned into a pillar of salt. Oh and they, then they just kept running. And then get this. So they like leave the town. They're hiding out. And it's the two daughters and this the righteous guy, right? And then mm-hmm. the Bible says... They figured the best thing to do would be to extend their family line by having sex with their dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I got to read this thing. Yeah, sounds right? like the end of, <laughs> sounds like it. You ever read the end of it? I should do a podcast of like the top 10 stories that you must read in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> you should. There's some crazy should, ones. Because it lost me right off the bat. If you could point me to a few, uh, Spicy chapters or whatever yeah. they call it. That'd be cool. Oh, there's beheadings. There's, uh, you know, wow. people just standing there watching mean people throw good people into pits of fire. And I mm. don't know, there's lions eating people. Oh, uh, man, and, that's what I want. I want to check that stuff out. There's hey, even giants in the Bible, like literal giants, like giant people. Right, right, right. Yeah, and, it's crazy. I think that there were giants now. There oh, no, were. they found like these really small people. Anyway, they found small people track. in Madagascar and they found giants called the Nephilim. Yeah. Uh, um, and they, you, yeah, they're actually real. UFOs exist now too, but yeah, whatever. We, <laughs> we're talking about gender fluidity and, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> no, we're talking about the Bible because it's John. Remember, and there's a lot oh, of right. John's. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Not to be John, not to be confused with uh, outhouses. Yeah, right. that, or or a, or a guy who uh, picks up prostitutes on the radio. right, exactly. Which there's also some of those in the Bible. So anyway, maybe we, maybe you and I can do a, a whole podcast on. <laughs> My God, dude! A fly just came to life in this room that I'm in. Do you see that? It's been no. cold out here, and I warmed up the room to do this podcast, and a fly is just flying around like he just got brought back to life. I hit him, and he felt really hairy, like hairier than a normal fly. Than normal. That is also in the Bible. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay, let's hurry up. Okay. One second. My son won't stop texting me. Um, just move on. That's that's uh, in the middle of the day when I'm homeschooling my son and he texts me and I don't have time to, <laughs> to handle it. I just say, just move on. I don't even know what he's doing. It's good advice. I think it's math. Okay. <clears throat> so. Anyway, got the Bible thing out of the way. Mm-hmm. Got the Fred Durst talking about John part. Madden. Yeah, John. Okay, John Madden, Milk Bubble Man. Mm. So Madden began its pixel-pushing power plays back in the 1900s, way back in the 1988s. Uh, each player on the field was about seven pixels on your screen, and you used a paddle controller to pretend like you could actually control the players move around on the field. It was minutes of fun. Okay. Today, 
Madden has moved past all of the yesteryear tech and literally moved into the future with its latest release, Madden 2022, which is set in a post-COVID-95 world named after its founder, Bill Gates. Players take turns rooting for China, kneeling for things, and beating each other's spouses during the halftimes they play football. The graphics are amazing. Madden is in full form, sounding like he's drowning in dairy. And you can even get your very own sponsorships from giant corporations if you play hard enough. Wow, man. Wow. (laughs) I love John Madden. Do you? You know, like, he's a moron. He was a moron. He's dead now. I, he's not. Listen, John Menon was a football genius. He had, like, X's and O's and, like, man butts in his head at all times. That's all he had in his head. It was, yeah. like, butts from men in the locker room and X's and O's, Crazy. you know, figuring out plays. Yeah. What, like, what little he had going on up there, he really, he really. Hey, can I play you a quick, uh, my favorite clip from John Madden, Um talking about blimps? He's, he, he was really enthralled by blimps. <laughs> Really? Yeah, yeah, check this out. It's only like 20 seconds. You'll hear the other guy, I forget his, Pat something. But anyways, check this out. Goodyear blimps log over 100,000 miles every year covering major sporting events. They've had a beautiful day today. Enjoying it up there, guys? Now, they're inside now, but inside isn't in the middle or on top. That's underneath, I think, isn't it? Yes, it is. I mean, if you look at that thing, yeah, I never figured, I, I couldn't, see, they're down in here, in this group here, I think. Yeah, they are. I hope they are. I don't know why they didn't get up above or something. I don't know why they're underneath. <laughs> Madden couldn't figure out why the guys aren't in the blimp. <laughs> oh, that sounded... So terrible. Like, like, could you imagine if Madden was giving you directions somewhere? Uh, you're going you're gonna to go like that, up and then down, and then you're going to be in your car, but then you're also going to be on a road. Ups- and if you're looking from the sky to look down, it looks, it looks like everybody's upside down. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's got the face of a rhino, man. He actually uh, behaves like a rhino. He's but, dead, though, you said? Oh, fuck. He has to be. The last time I saw him, he looked like um, like an aging queen. Like, you know when a Let's, drag queen takes off their, their wig? That's yeah. what he looked like. Is that offensive? I don't know. That's just what he looked like. No, you know what? I don't think he's dead yet. Oh, no way. He's got to be dead. I mean, like a, like a drag queen, like a, like a grandmother drag queen. That's what he looked like to me. Yeah. No, Because they were putting I, I heavy makeup on him. Uh, to me. He's not dead? Is hold on. Well, according to Wig Wikipedia note, Wikipedia. is John Madden alive? Uh is John Madden alive yet? <laughs> Madden is currently 85. Yeah. Whoa. He's still alive. That's incredible. After all that yeah. turducken he's eaten. Yeah, you know, he's he- still alive talking about upside downs and ins and outs. <laughs> <laughs> guys crazy all right all right anyway okay, well, so good. everything that i just said about madden 22 2022 is a lie as far as the background story and everything except for two things it really is titled 2022 just like our new cars somehow that we have new cars from the future in the year before i don't ever understand that i do i think i understand that real quick it's just 22 is about to come and uh, the cars will mostly exist all through that year. And it's like you'll feel like it's not old right away. You know, ah. like it helps. It helps you feel like you still got a brand new car. So because it's like 
ba- paying for something for four ninety nine, not five dollars. <sighs> well, yeah, like with with Madden, the year that makes more sense with Madden because um, twenty twenty one is the season, but it, it'll run through twenty twenty two. Oh. So you, so you give it because tw- the the Super Bowl will happen sometime in 2022. So ah. they kind of are able to run it there, and they know people will still be playing it in 2022. But uh, with cars, hmm, you know, I don't I mean, really. It just feels better, I'm sure, right? I guess. Well, they know they're not def- going to make another one, maybe until 2023. Yeah, I, I get. Well, and you're right. Maybe maybe the development, the manufacturing is sort of locked out, and the only thing that they might modify or upgrade would be like recall type of issues between the the production. I, yeah. I guess it's possible. So I I, we're both talking about things we don't know about. We're both talking way too much, too. Yeah, we are. We are. Um, the other thing, though, that is true about Madden is you really can get sponsored if you're good enough. Hmm. Yeah. That brings us to Bread. Oh, God. Yeah. Bread plays Madden. And if that sentence doesn't make any sense to you, then congratulations. You haven't been watching Madden tournaments lately. <laughs> Bread is the nickname of a kid named David Katz, not to be confused with David from the Bible. <laughs> and, and this David is a Goliath in the world of playing Madden football's game. Here's an interview with him after winning the Madden 2017 tournament, 2017 tournament. Coming in as a seven seed, Bread, he knocked off the number two seed, who ironically was named Loss. So... We have a very hardy seven-seed bread handing a loss to loss. Let's go down to the field on the screen where Brent Mustyberger is with our winner. David, that game seemed to turn when you hit that long play down the left sideline. Right before halftime, you kind of went into game management mode. You decided not to score and then run the clock out for this first half. Yeah, um, my opponent probably should have called his timeouts. I took advantage that he didn't. Um, I was able to get another lucky play before the half. Um, Fumble to start off the game was huge. Always a great way to start off a game um, and just kind of chew clock. As always, turnovers are an enormous part. You even ended up getting one there on that last uh, the last drive that allowed you to run the clock out. Talk a little bit about how, did you have to make any serious adjustments during the game? Um, honestly, I felt like I had the ball most of the game. I wasn't really doing too much on defense. Um, he was pretty much just playing cover two, came out with some cover two beaters. And tell me a little bit about what... what you came in here today, you traveled up from Maryland, and now you get a chance to go into the semifinals. Uh, you feel you have to feel pretty good about it. You came in as a seven seed, and you just knocked off the two seed, and you did pretty convincingly. Um, yeah, I don't think of myself as a seven seed. I think, personally, I'm one of the better players, um, and I like to let my game prove that. All right. Dave, c- congratulations. We'll see you in the next round. And, guys, Larry, Zach, we'll go back upstairs to you guys. Uh, so, um, after this amazing play uh bread wins the whole thing he beat he beat the number one seed <laughs> i like how you're describing an entire game he won as a play yeah yeah <laughs> uh man that's interesting you know this whole thing reminds i mean if you're not into football or madden or anything else for the listener maybe just like remember that movie the wizard uh yeah right yeah. with fred uh there's no, I was thinking Durst. <laughs> behind Blue Eyes. Remember that song you did, Behind Blue Eyes? I hated yeah. him after that. Yeah. I, I never, uh, like, the the guitarist for Limp Biscuit is absolutely, like, mesmerizing to me. I could watch that guy play all day long, and his his costumes and, 
and everything. They're like on, they're like slipknot mask level to me. They're just, yeah, yeah. I, I could look at them all day long, but, but it's such a weird contrast to have that guy who's a total crazy alien and then Fred Durst. <laughs> They had a beef with Eminem for a while, too. Anyways, we'll get way off track. Uh, by the way, I know Behind Blue Eyes is uh, someone else did it first before. Who, who did Behind Blue Eyes first, you know? Yeah, I believe it was Rosemary Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's Super Tramp or something like that. Uh, Behind Blue Eyes is a song by The Who. The Who. The Who. The Who. The who. And The Who was a Canadian band, were Now, nah, that's the guess so when you know nah, it. damn it. It's trying to trick you. Um, yeah, so like I said, because I know all my football sports games, after this amazing play, Fred went back and won the whole thing against he the did. number one seed. So being a seven seed Bred, he beat a number one seed. It's a killer. I don't know what that means. I don't know if the seeds are people or are they are they like little objects on the board? I'm not placement. sure. You know how like a tournament works? One through eight? Yeah, no. Yeah. They're, those are each called seeds, your slot. Ah. And, and, and how, how good you are. So if you're the number one seed, you're the best, you get to play like the worst guy. That's the advantage that you get. Oh. So if there's eight players, one mm-hmm. through eight, whoever's the worst is eight. One gets to play eight. Two gets to play seven. Three gets to play six. And that's your advantage as, as being seeded previous to the tournament. Oh, you get I to see. play somebody who's weaker than you right off the bat. I see. And, or, or if you think, if they think you're weaker and you're not like a number seven seed, then you could really kind of take number one seed to task. He, oh, well, yeah, you gotta, he, he was obviously a sleeper. Yeah, apparently sleeper in a lot of ways because he won the whole thing. And then he went back to the far yeast where he lived in Baltimore, but he didn't just loaf around. No. Bread made some turnovers in his life with his homemade success. He dished it to all of the critics who had panned him, and he promised to come back even butter to prove that he should be <laughs> that that he should be right up there with the upper crust. Okay, and that he did, and he showed back up to the GLHF, which stands for Good Luck Have Fun Game Bar a video game venue in Jacksonville, Florida, where they had hosted a Madden NFL 19 video game tournament on August 26, 2018 AD, with around 150 participants and onlookers. But this time, his true seeds were showing, and he was struggling to prove that he was the best thing since torn apart bread. <laughs> David Katz lost a game early in the tournament, and then another game loss was shoved up his pumpernickel shortly on the heels of the first loss, leaving him with dose losses. He's starting to stretch it, man. It would seem that bread's cows had come home to roost. I might have run out of bread puns at this point in the script. So following his defeat, he refused to shake the hand of the winner, actually, and left the tournament. Soon after, though, he returned. No. And he swallowed his defeat. As live gameplay continued at the Nerd Bar, you can hear David's presence as he accepts his defeat and decides to finally toast the victors. <laughs> you ready for me to hit play on this? Yes. Yeah, I'm okay. ready. All right. Here we go. 
lot of good games going on. It's a today. lot. It's, it's, it's gonna be hard yeah. to get them on stream. It's, it's not a, a lot. Yeah, it's not a tough out today. Excuse me, not an easy out. Oh. Okay, David didn't return with a handshake. David returned with handguns, two of them to be exact, guns that he had brought with him from home in Baltimore all the way to the Florida event. David fired 12 shots, killing two people and wounding as many as 14 others. Then in a trick play, tell me if I use this right. Then oh, in a trick play, he committed suicide, putting him in the end zone of life. Oh my God, dude, why are you making me laugh on that? <clears throat> he's, he's, he's the one that did it, so I figured I could uh, kind of brutal. mock his death a little. You know, um, hearing those gunshots, right? Yeah. And then hearing people go like, ow, you know, ow, is terrible. Two people die here. What what a What a sore loser. But also, um, yeah. I had a dream the other night. And and for me, when I'm covering like stuff on dark topics, say, if somebody has committed murders just by, say, shooting people, mm-hmm. it doesn't appeal to me as a storyteller, I guess. You know, like strangulation or lighting a house on fire, tying people up, all these horrible things that happen. I just, I feel that like there's more to talk about in um, the gruesomeness and the macabre nature of it or, or whatever as a storyteller. But I had a dream the other night where a man broke into the house and executed my children with, oh, a, with a gun and then came into my room and I wrestled it away from him and went into the room, saw the kids and boom, woke up and thought to myself, it's just as bad as anything else. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, like, like it's the, the fact that someone can hold a, a, something in their hand and it spits fiery death at you or, you know, lead at mm-hmm. you and it so this kid in there just shooting this around it sounds that it's enough and the and the oh oh and it's almost humorous even in in the way that we responded initially to it terrifying if you're around it absolutely oh, yeah. terrifying gunshots are always kind of difficult to to gauge when you hear them in this case on like a uh you know microphone from somebody's headset that uh, they're wearing on a streaming event I imagine as soon as you start to hear um, shots like that, say you're in a club or in, in this situation or anywhere else, uh, freaking who knows these days at a Walmart, that as soon as you start to hear those, you immediately, you're, you're, you go into, obviously you go into uh, survival mode, but you just think that at any moment, you could, your life could just disappear. Yeah. From the squeeze. I know that this is very obvious what I'm saying, but I just really never understood the terror of it until I had that dream. And um, absolutely watching a few videos on, like, school shootings and things like that, I can glean it from it. But I always felt like maybe a guy crawling into the window and strangling you to death as, a say, a female, like a classic serial killer type thing, like a Richard Ramirez thing, would be much more terrifying. Um, And in ways, I'm sure it is. But the death itself, just the fact that, boom, gone. Yeah. It's happening around you and any second just a stray shot could could put your lights out and you're you're, you're gonzo. Terrifying. T- to me the, the the insult in being shot to death uh seems more severe because 
like the whole thing that makes up my life and me being a me, a person that has tried to leave a, lead a meaningful life is taken away in a pop, you know? Yes, yes, one that's what I mean. pop and like... It's cowardly nothing. too. Doesn't it feel very yeah. cowardly? I think so. You know, and that's like, we, we talk about serial killers and, and one that I've just never been able to really get behind as far as like, well, what I mean is like there, there isn't drama. Uh, not, there's not as much to talk about mm-hmm. is um, Ed Kemper because right. like in my opinion, he killed whoever he killed and then he did stuff, you know? Yes. He didn't, he didn't like keep him alive or, or anything like that. And so to me, to me, it, man some i understand just being in the presence of someone that's no longer alive seems also so otherworldly and hollow Mm -hmm. uh you know which i I guess maybe that's maybe that's been imbued in me from a hollywood standpoint where you know the victim is always alive pretty much almost until the credits roll you know Mm. but in a lot of these cases the 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 lights go out like you said very very quickly well, like in this situation, they're they're having obviously they're a bunch of freaking nerds, man. Like even though football jocks, whatever, the, you're playing video games and and you're you're that deep into it. Like they're they're kind of like this nerdyish group who probably make fun of each other a lot. And they have a lot of fun. They don't take anything too seriously. You know this yeah. this type. And you can even hear the way that they're talking right there. And then the shots ring in, and it takes them a moment to to recognize it. You could feel the terror saturate the entire situation. Yeah, it's amazing, to, really, to hear. And just the quietness overtaken, and then the, then the shots continue uh, to to ring out. And the most innocent and the most, um, you know, you know the way that these guys are. Like they don't take anything too seriously. Like I already said, like probably one of the more innocent situations. Just complete uh, terror floods in. They, um, you know, the, these tournaments have a tendency to have a lot of people that talk smack. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like you said, it's it's all in good fun. Um, the, the testosterone that flows through through gamers, I would say, is a different uh, different <laughs> mixture than those yeah. who go out and like break bones playing football. You know what I mean? For sure, it wouldn't cost much if you could uh, powder it and put it into a pill form. <laughs> but boy, would people buy it, <laughs> especially if it was you were sponsored by that company as a Madden player. Right? Oh gosh. So, I, just as an aside, did you know that like some of these gamers? They make like $30,000 a month, $300,000, like Ninja. I don't know if you've ever heard oh, of yeah, Ninja. Oh, yeah, I've heard of Ninja, sure. Yeah. $300,000 a month in sponsorships. Yeah. That blows my mind. Like, Yeah, the whole Twitch thing I haven't gotten into at all, but my son is is into it, and I watch, and he's just running circles around me with the way that he's talking about what's going on. I'm like, man, these guys are making a killing. Yeah, eleven fifty nine has a Twitch server that I squatted. <laughs> really? But we haven't done anything with it now because I I don't know what to do with yeah, it. No, like I, I don't know. Old. Do I have to sit there like with people looking at me while I'm sitting at my desk doing Maybe. editing? I'm not sure what happens. But people have reached out to me a lot. They're like, "You should really do a Twitch server." I'm like, "What would I do on it? You what would?" I don't know either. <laughs> I would just sit there. My, my son's been telling me that I should uh, react to ghost videos or something like that oh. I always freak out when I'm watching that kind of stuff. Yeah. He says I have good reactions to it because it's genuine. Well, that's but, why we do 911 calls because you hate them and that's yeah. what my motivation to keep. I wake up every morning going, 
Mm. I need to ruin your life a little bit more. <laughs> you have completely ruined my life. <laughs> it's great. And fixed it at the same time. Oh, thanks. <laughs> okay, so you back to the 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 uh the terrible Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Two more gamers sustained injuries while fleeing the scene. So, uh two people died. 14 others were injured and then he committed suicide. Um, a tournament announcer said that he had been interviewing the first victim before he was fatally shot and that he had been intentionally targeted. Hmm. Uh, David then turned and began shooting indiscriminately after shooting that one guy in particular. Piece of garbage, man. Yeah. Like amazing. Amazing. Like uh, to, to think of a sore loser. Like we've all played with these kids who like throw down their controller when they lose and all that, but to go home. <laughs> I yeah. mean, this is on another level. I mean, this is this is the big leagues, kid. Well, and there are there are videos of like the audio that I played so far with interviews of him. There's video of him, and he looks sickly. He looks like mm-hmm. a, a golem. He looks um, mm-hmm. his eye. He doesn't have a lot of expression. Uh, but what's really weird is if you watch the video of him winning the Madden 2017 tournament, he. It's almost like he doesn't know how to express emotions when mm-hmm. he laughs or smiles. It is really, really weird, like really creepy, like Tim Burton level creepy. Wow. And uh, yeah, just, you know, not th- definitely he was one pool ball short of a knife set, I would say. <sighs> yeah, nailed you it. You know? Nailed it, man. Couldn't so have gun- said it better myself. <laughs> Well, what I'm what keeps on being stuck in my head, I think I almost expressed it, was that you see you see people freak out over video games, and this is the big leagues. This is as high as it gets. This is mad, and we're playing for big money, and this is a big league style freak out. Yes, you know, instead of breaking the controller and telling everybody to leave, you come back with a gun and start blowing everybody away. Yep, it, it, huge levels of stress on these guys, and and then on top of that, you you've got some people that aren't well-versed in being in social environments and, <laughs> right, you know. Sometimes behave inappropriately, slightly yeah. inappropriately. So on, on social media, around 1.34 p.m., gunfire was first reported by some of the participants at the tournament, and the event's Twitch stream recorded footage of the shooting, which was later uploaded to YouTube, a video sharing service found at YouTube.com. <laughs> Never heard of it. Yeah, it's a new one. Out. It's kind of up and comer. Hey, Luna, hmm. do yes. you know what the number one source of revenue for the esports industry is? No. Ads. Oh, I was really thinking every time. <laughs> do, I wonder what the percentage of times I actually get <laughs> get got. <laughs> that was amazing. That was impressive. The whole time I'm in my mind, I'm just getting more and more wonderment going, does he really not know where I'm going with this? This is amazing. Gatorade. It's like Gatorade. Gatorade? I don't know. That sounds stupid. Just give up. Yeah. Well, you can recollect your thoughts while I run this ad. All right. All right. Um, so we're back, but um, as soon as the shootings happened, nine one one calls began pouring in from gamers who had been injured, triggered by the chaos, who had left their controllers behind in the panic. Oh man, expensive. Uh, you ready for me to hit play on on oh, some of the nine one one calls? Sure. Yeah. Yep. 
Here we go. August 26, 2018, 13 hours, 39 minutes, and 35 seconds. Wait next to see the emergency. Go ahead and speak with rescue, okay? Yeah, I see the rescue passing by. They're probably going to get more people, but this guy right here is at the 550. He's not by the other stuff that's happening. I just want to make sure we go to the right spot for this guy. Okay, that's a different patient? Yeah, so, well, all right. But there's too many people yelling. Um, He's at 550 Water Street. Yeah, 550 Water Street. Yeah, he was shot, and he, um, I have him inside of the building for safety. What What building is he in? What's the name of the building? It says, uh, it's actually the water street, it says water 550. Water 550? Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Know it's where in he the was shot at? Uh, he was shot at the landing, and I saw a lot more uh, ambulances and stuff going that way. No, this patient, he said he hiding. So, but they're going past him. So he's inside of um, building water 550? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he's not in the landing. Yeah, there's a, right, that's what I'm saying. There's two different... I just don't want them to forget him because they're all going that way yes. with the other people. Where, where on his body is he shot? He shot dead in the and it went through. Okay. It went through he, where? He went from one, one cheek out the other cheek. Okay. What's the phone that we calling from? Sorry? What's the, what's the phone number you calling from? Okay. Some, yeah, somebody said that because there's something different. Okay, and how old is he? I would say... And make sure you stay inside of that building, okay? Just yeah, going. okay. Damn. <laughs> what's that? Is he breathing? He's breathing, but uh, I'm pretty sure in a minute it's not going to go good for him. Yeah, they're coming. They're coming. <laughs> is the person who did this still nearby? No, I, well, I don't know who did anything. I just know we got... Okay. Yeah. He's not bleeding out or anything right now? So he's... No, no, I, I would leave him alone because he's not bleeding out. Okay. Yeah. Is there any serious bleeding? No, but it's it's through. Like, it's going to be a... Like, it's straight up through. Like, it's straight up. They're coming. Is he completely alert? He's alert right now, yeah. Okay. He's all right right now. I'm on a I don't know if it's hit anything serious or anything. That's on in Water Street. He's hiding a patient inside of Water 550. So this is somebody else, and she on the phone with somebody else. Okay. okay. And you said he was shot in his butt? Yeah, yeah, I mean, really. <laughs> and that's essential because he was shot in his butt for um Water Street. Okay. They're coming, they're coming, man. They are coming like some sirens, okay? Is that more yeah, than uh, it's, well, it's just one, but it went through, which is the entering the exit one. Okay. <laughs> I'm sending the pan man to help you now, fill the line, I'll tell you exactly what to do next. To control the bleeding, get a clean dry towel or cloth and place it on his wound and do not lift it up to look, okay? Okay, uh, all right, we'll do. Okay. Um, so, so let's go, hey. So what's going on is there's, there's more than one people shot, right? Yeah, because someone's yeah. coming. I made sure they know. Tell them. I made sure that they know to come here, not over there for you. I let them know. You know what I'm saying? Not, sir, listen. I let them know that you're not at the landing. You're building water, water um, 550. Okay, so that's where they're coming to you guys. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So I'm gonna stay right. on the line with you guys. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Hey, do we got a uh, do we got a clean towel? 
Yeah, let's see if we got a clean yeah, towel. You guys need to control that bleeding. Where are you guys inside of that building? We're the bottom floor inside on the bottom floor sitting here. Okay, we have we have one of our units that's coming they're coming to you guys now. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What is he doing, sir? Okay, we got we got the uh them here, so I okay. think we're good. Yeah, go ahead and see with them, okay? All right, thank you, appreciate it. All right. Okay, and then there was one other call that I that I fished out. Hold on, hold on a sec. Yeah, like. How come they're not talking about what? What's was that a completely different nine one one call? What the hell's going on here? So, so this this guy got shot in the butt and then ran away, and he was in a an adjacent building. Um, and okay. somebody called nine one one to get him help, and they were trying to clarify, hey, that whole shooting happened over at that building, but I'm at this building with this guy with his butt. It, it, was, <laughs> it was so weird to go from the intensity of what happened in the other building, just to have some guy shot in the butt over there. They're not even talking about like the, the mass shooting. Like, the, yeah. Anyways, you got another phone call. Well, what's interesting. Yeah. Check this one out here. Here we go. August 26, 2018, 13 hours, 41 minutes and 34 seconds. Fire rescue. Okay. What's the address of the emergency? I have no idea. I'm a fire rescue. This is going to be the signal 18 and CXX on Water Street. CXX on Water Street. 550 Water Street. He's in the parking lot. All right, let's walk. Let's walk for now. Sir, are you on the line? Yes, I'm here. I'm here. I need someone to hurry up. My, I'm losing feeling in my leg. I need someone I to hurry up. I have a patient at the CSX building on the line right now. Where are you? Where are you hurt, sir? I'm, I'm, I'm under the CSX building. Where are you hurt on your body, sir? On my shin. On your shin? Yes. I've been shot in my shin. My has been ripped off, and I'm losing feeling in my shin. All right, I have, I'm sending some help to you, okay? I need you to stay on the line with me. I, uh, I need you to hurry up, please. I'm, uh, sir, I'm listen, under. listen. I need you to take a deep breath, okay? Talking to me will not delay your help. I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm calm. Okay. Stay on the, just stay on the line with me, okay? Can you tell me your phone number? <laughs> what are you wearing? I'm um, all black t-shirt and pants. Stay on the line, okay? Ah. Ah. I'm sending some help to you, okay? I'm under a tree. I'm just sitting here by myself. Under the I have, just keep talking to me. I have help on the way to you. I'm where the employee parking is. Oh.
Just keep talking to me, okay? What would you say? Just keep talking to me, okay? I know. I'm not, I'm not dying. I'm just really hurt right now. I understand. I just want to make sure that they get to you. Do you see a ladder truck? Yes, I see the entrance truck. It's driving in my direction right now, but it's passing me. Letter four, understand it's in front of the C. He's in front of the CSX building. Ma'am, are they are they in my location by any chance? Because I would. Yes, I would, they are. I would really. I would like to take. If you're if you're, if you're facing if you're they are in your area. If you're facing the CSX building from the street, can you tell me if you're on the left the or right side of the building? The ambulance is on the right. So they're pulling into me right now. The fire department. The ambulance is on the right side of you. They're here. They're here. Thank they, you. They found you? Okay. All right. So there's some 9-1-1 calls from the the day. I, I think the perspective of the kid that got shot in the shin is interesting. He, he called the state that he had been shot in the shin, which is totally understandable, but didn't mention the mass shooting that had <laughs> taken place. Now other people called too. But you can imagine if this was the only call that was made to 911, how things would go if first responders just showed up to address his injuries. He's like, ah, my leg. And they're like, who shot you? And he was like, ah, the guy shot and killed a bunch of people in the building behind us. Mm -hmm. Just say, you know, his perspective was very interesting. Maybe it was maybe it was shock that he was in and he was just blanked on Mm -hmm. informing them about the mass shooting. Yeah. Or (laughs) as like like a gamer. Type, yeah, completely just self-absorbed and in his in their own, own world. world. Yeah, <laughs> it was weird. Uh, the other guy got shot in the butt um, through and through. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's like into the butt through. I don't know. <laughs> the, if, the way that works is it went in through his butthole and came out through his dinky hole. I think oh, that's the way that worked. Yeah, I'm not sure. Not sure. So it sounded like he got new holes from that one. <laughs> like maybe it went cheek to cheek. Kind of it, thing. It also sounded like he didn't mention the mass shooting he just escaped from. That's that's also true. He did mention he's like, send everybody here, not to the mass shooting. Is what <laughs> right, this is more what important. He was, he was saying this guy's shot in the butt. Don't go. Don't go to the other building where the mass shooting was. Yeah, they're going to be distracted by some other incident that I'm slightly aware of. Yeah. So the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office urged individuals to stay away from the location. At about 2.13 p.m., uh, SWAT officers evacuated and searched the area. First responders arrived on the scene within two minutes of the first 911 call. They arrived at 1.36 p.m., and the first calls came in at 1.34. So the president of the firefighters union told reporters that they were training in the area when victims had run up to ask them for help. Due always to the, location, the first, man. Yeah, always. Always. Always right. Um, Due to the location being next to the St. John's River, the Coast Guard was called in to sweep the surrounding waterways as well. Also because they were bored, probably. (laughs) 
Just yeah. yeah. The the the, uh, the pine riders of the <laughs> <laughs> emergency <laughs> services sector, the coast guard and the firefighter. Look busy, seaman. Right. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the uh <laughs> the words from uh, announcers from a previous Madden tournament hauntingly noted that David was quote elusive and a man of business who kept to himself. Oof, that, you've heard that so many times. I don't know. He just seemed like a you know quiet, nice guy. Kept to himself. Yeah. What's so nice about him? Like just that he waves back. He doesn't even wave back. That's the thing. <laughs> so. Here's the little backstory that I that I dug up on on David Katz. David has a well documented history of mental illness. Actually, according to family divorce papers, he had been dealing with psychiatric issues since at least the age of twelve. Uh, he was prescribed a number of psychiatric drugs, including an antipsychotic, and saw a succession of psychiatrists. Mm. A 2006 court filing. When David was 12, states that a therapist said David had experienced a psychiatric crisis. David's mental illnesses were responsible in part for repeated visits to his family's home by local police. From 1993 to 2009, police visited the Katz family home in Columbia, Maryland, for issues ranging from mental illness to domestic disputes. On two occasions... Police were called over arguments between David Katz and his mother. There were no reports of physical violence, however. According to one police report, the day after David's 13th birthday, authorities were called to Elizabeth's home because of the volume of the television and his overall lack of respect toward her and his grandmother. I think we're seeing it's painting a pattern a pretty likely pitch <laughs> if you were to tell me what the type of person this type of guy would be you know yeah. who's obsessed with these Madden tournaments and goes to it he's at home threatening his mother and his grandmother and all that kind of stuff interesting with the volume really loud mm. uh exactly one year later the day after his 14th birthday David called police on his mother because she kept punishing him by taking away his video games. That's the problem. Just just let him play. Yeah. As a personal just, aside, it sounds to me like nobody in the cat's household seems to understand when was an appropriate time to use the 911 <laughs> emergency service. Uh, but I digress. True. Yeah. Yeah, um, like uh, David didn't flush the toilet. Yeah. The volume's too loud. Send the cops. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure there was more to it, but that's what made it into the news. Mm -hmm. Um, In 2010, when David was 16, Howard County Circuit Judge Lenore Gelfman wrote that David would go days without bathing, walk around the house in circles, and play video games until 4 a.m. Sounds like he could have been a podcaster. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. <laughs> Good one. David wrote a letter to the judge seething about how much he hated his mother. Um, the judge also said David was failing all classes at Hammond High, was unresponsive to school teachers and uncooperative with psychotherapists and counselors, and was extremely hostile toward his mother. And if that weren't bad enough, it turns out that the venue for the gaming tournament 
should have never been hosting the tournament to begin with. Within days of the shooting, the venue was closed and a cease and desist order was posted on the locked door due to video games blocking exits, power strips being used as permanent wiring, and a citation against the venue also indicated that the floor plan didn't even include a gaming room, which would have been updated to ensure that the venue was following building and construction regulations set out by the city. So, okay. grounds for lawsuits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good thing you didn't light the place on fire, I guess, first. I guess, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I guess when it comes to building codes and stuff, it, and any time there's a large group oh. of people in a mass shooting, they always look yeah. at how efficiently could those people egress. Get out. Right. Right. Right, and right, right. apparently, you know, somebody took issue with the pizza place having video games and yeah. extension cords. Yeah. Pressing so. story for sure. Yeah, he committed suicide. So once again, kind of in the, the vein of murder suicides, usually they don't leave a copious amount of information or context on why they did it. All we know is he went to the tournament with guns. Yeah. Uh, in every interview he ever had, he looks like um, Smeagol, and he didn't seem to take it all that well when he lost twice to other bread seeds in the yeah. the pecking order for the. <laughs> yeah, he sure didn't. He didn't take it well at all, man. He didn't. He did not. No. Oof. No. I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at a picture of him right now. It's funny how typical all this seems. I try yeah. to stick up for people who play video games quite a bit because um, my son loves it and so does my lady. And uh, this was one where it's like, man, you're, you're giving them all a real bad name there, David. Yeah, I agree. Like, I I, I bought the kids a Nintendo Switch last year. And, uh, and you play it. I play it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I play uh, Zelda. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Breath of the Wild. It's fun, man. I played it a little is. bit of that Zelda game. It's 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 really fluid. I I was yeah. really surprised by some yeah. of the uh, the gameplay, like how it made me feel like I was actually having a bit of an adventure there. How are you feeling? I like it. I'm embarrassed to say that I'm I'm kind of near the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, you really uh, like it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So to so to uh, to maybe stretch things out, um, I asked my neighbor what else they would recommend I play. And he said, well, have you played Skyrim? And I said, no. So I got Skyrim and uh, it's not, this sounds so weird, but like the, the, um, the feedback from Zelda is, is pretty realistic as far as like, if you take a swipe at an animal with a sword, Mm -hmm. it, you can see it connect and all that kind of stuff. So Skyrim is sort of like um, playing with, 3d puppets like a wolf comes at you and you're literally just swinging in the air and you don't see it impacting the wolf at all and then suddenly the wolf falls down like enough i I played it i played i think i played like 10 years ago you're a little late on these i am yeah skyrim's been out for a while and i just am well okay but i also have ptsd because like i i became 5000th in the world at call of duty uh which is if you know anything about how many people play Call of Duty, that's a pretty good number. (laughs) It is pretty good. Yeah, for sure. Oh, (sighs) man, there was something I was going to say about all that, but I got so bored that I forgot. (laughs) Like, for real, though. (laughs) 
That's not good on a, on a podcast. <laughs> Does not bode well for the podcast. <laughs> I'll try yeah. to think about it. Okay. While you're doing that, guess what we're doing for the happy ending today? Oh, I don't know. We're playing a video game. Oh, God. Okay. I thought, because I, I went to try to find, a, you know, kind of a like for like 911 funny call. Like, I was like, I wonder if any dumb gamers ever called 911 about something stupid. And and then I started seeing all these videos about a video game about a 911 call center. And so there's there's a couple out there, but one is called 911 Calls. Uh, 911 operator and there's another one called 112 operator which is just 911 but in another country except for everything in the game is english and white people so i feel like you know they were just kind of like creating another island in the game <laughs> and asking us to pay more money uh-huh. for this new island so, so you've I'm gotten gonna, into this you've gotten into this whatever the hell you're talking about right here well, I just downloaded it today and I pushed play on it to get past all like the, you know, what games do, how they talk to you through everything so that you and I could jump in and it's, it's pretty crazy. It shows you a map of the town where you've selected to start your journey as a 112 operator. And then you have, you have strategic vehicles, like you've got a couple fire engines, you've got a couple police officers, and you have to spread them out on the board and then as calls and issues come up, you have to manage those calls and issues by allocating your resources to the calls and stuff. So Man, I'm ready for this. I'm ready okay. for this. Oh, here we go. Okay. <laughs> Tell me if you can see this when I do it. Share. Yeah. Okay. You can? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Okay. So we have some. Oh, oh. okay. Apprehended. <laughs> oh, we've got a call coming in, Jack. We got a call? Yeah. Right. One, one, what's your emergency? Hello. We're trapped. And we don't know what to do. Okay. They, they're trapped. They don't know what to do. Our options are call parents, ask them, where are you? Or what happened? Where are you? Where are you? Okay. Where are you? Where are you? I don't know exactly. Somewhere near the biggest park in the city. Okay, what happened? Stay away from trees or call a taxi. Uh, what happened? What happened? We wanted to hunt some ladybugs, but we got lost. Ladybugs or trapped by the storm? <laughs> I'm going to actually play the game. I want to hear more about the ladybugs. Okay, all right, trapped by the storm. Trapped by the storm? Are you trapped by the storm? Uh, let's say lie on the ground. Lie on the ground. <laughs> You're going to lie on the ground on the lowest spot you can find, okay? Make sure it's far away from any tall objects which might attract lightning. Sounds like, like Barack a tree. Obama. Sounds like Barack Obama. <laughs> okay, we're laying down. Okay, we're on the ground. What now? Now you wait or turn the phone off or I'll send help. Uh, I'll turn the phone off. I'm gonna tell her. Turn the phone off. Go ahead. Yes, screw it. Screw it. Phone off. It might attract lightning. Thank you. Be aware that you are going to get reputation points for every solved incident, and get a penalty for every incident that you fail to resolve. 
Oh, I think he blew it at the well, end there. That's man. all you need to know. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> when you finish a call, you should just. Somebody was stung by a stingray. Somebody was stung by. Anyway, this is exciting. I might just. This is exciting. This after the and this podcast. This is not an ad. No, this isn't an ad. We uh, I I think you're right. I screwed that call up by telling the little girl to hang up. <laughs> uh, well, all right. Enough of that. One sec. Let me get out of the game. You know, uh, I don't think that worked the way we were hoping it would. I think but, everyone's going to love it. <laughs> okay, all right. It, it, it'll be good enough. That, you know, <clears throat> that's got a lot of potential. That does, Well, oh, there and there was a ton. I don't know if you could see it in the map, but there's phone calls that come in, but there's also, like, crimes happening on the blotter, and you've got to pick a crime, and then you've got to, like, send the right resources, like fire or medical or 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 police to the so your your resources that you're using in the game are limited so you've got to try to handle all the calls and everything and then there's also up in the upper left hand screen there's a there's a budget like four hundred three thousand dollars so we're like burning through our budget as we fail to save sally near the riverbed (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was intense I, i was actually getting into it Hey, you know what I've been listening to? There is, um, there's an app. Again, this is not an app. Just like one of my interests recently. It's called the Five O Radio Police Scanner. Oh and, man, you can listen to police scanners all around the world. You can. Yeah, man. So, like, when say a riot was happening in a particular city at, at whatever point in time, or just you know, there's something going on in a particular area, I like to tune into this police scanner and just hear them talking about all the ins Ooh. and outs and the stuff they're dealing with. It's called the 5-0 Police Scanner. Police, uh, it, yeah, 5-0 Radio Police Scanner. And uh, it's free, man. That's cool. I've Lately, I've been finding, um, th- so there's some cities where they put whole dumps of all the 911 call audio for the previous, like, 12 hours on their website. And you can go through and you can listen to all of it. A lot of it is mind-numbing. It's oh. it's. So I, terrible. I, I bet. I bet. This, I actually kind of find relaxing. I sit and I listen to it with my uh, four-year-old sometimes. <laughs> when you guys aren't watching <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. It puts him to sleep. No, but it's funny here. And I just enjoy, um, for maybe for writing purposes, I guess, or, or just for my own interest, just hearing the back and forth between the dispatchers and, and the, the officers. Yeah, it, it's pretty. It's pretty interesting to get a, a, an ear into that world. You, you find yourself just listening for for long periods of time. At least I do. It's interesting listening to them and like how how much training goes into. Like, think about the amount of training that must go into a job where you can then do your job through muscle memory without a lot of emotion. Like, I think that's a powerful thing. Like, you listen to these guys responding to, like, terrible, terrible life life events, and they're like, 412, over. Yeah. You know. T- totally, man. Totally. It actually gives me a lot more respect for 911 call operators because it's not just the way that they're responding to the person on the call. It's the organization and the, you know, push yeah. put, putting, putting everybody in the right spots and Execution getting information across yeah. appropriately. I've learned quite a bit just listening to the scanner. Although they're not doing 911 calls, they're just kind of like pushing units around and all that. Uh, I'm amazed that the, by the way that they communicate, how quick it is and how garbled it is at times that they even get their message through. Oh, I know. It's like how 
pharmacists seem to get the <laughs> prescriptions right, even though the doctor seems like he wrote it with a bloody stump of his, <laughs> you know, arm bones. Uh, also, I just I just learned about the world of Steam, which is apparently apps on the computer where you can download games and stuff. I always I've been stuck in the world of consoles for so long. No, 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 man. Steam's pretty good. Yeah, I buy games for my kid all the time. He, I'm gonna have to stay away from this. Games. Oof. But there's a lot. There's a lot going. That that game looked good. That game looked good. <laughs> anyway, I thought that would be interesting way to end it. We've never played a game as the happy ending, so hopefully that translates through audio. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. We'll see. We'll see in the. Bring us your one stars. <laughs> okay. Hugs, everybody. I just want to tell you that I just wrote a review. You're the only Patreon I've ever actually supported, and I listen to tons of podcasts because I do not want the show to end. So wanted to tell you that your episode today, as always, you guys are funny. Your banter is amazing. But also, when you hit the deep stuff, you really hit it like in a very real way. Yeah, maybe sometimes it might not be as politically correct as as some people may want, but at the same time, it's never it's never negatively impactful, in my opinion. I don't feel like there's any kind of um, discrimination at all on anything you guys have ever said. So I just want to tell you, keep up what you're doing, and um, it's funny that I've never heard an ad except the one that you, the couple that you joked about at the beginning of that one show. So I'm just hoping you get ads just so you can continue or more Patreon subscribers because I've already let my lash lady know about you when I found out she loves true crime so we now at our appointments listen to them and she's already recommended them to a bunch of people too so oh Charity thank you so much for the voicemail you too can leave a voicemail for us somewhere just go to our website 1159media.com go to the contact page and you can record a voicemail there you can find us like she said, on Patreon or other places. Also, starting today, we have a new show, 911 Calls Plus. It's our extra special plus episodes that we're putting only on Patreon. So we're super excited about that. Hope you are too. Hugs, everybody. Hugs, everybody.